Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. One of my assignments for spiritual direction recently was to find a photo of myself as a child or infant. And, you know, baby photos are so funny because usually you don't look a whole lot like your adult self. You know, maybe you're completely hairless or um, even as a young child, there's a a level of, well, maybe that looks like me, sort of. I don't see a whole lot of resemblance from my two-year-old Amy to my adult Amy, but uh, it's so cute to see those little baby pictures. And so I was really struck with the assignment then later the week to say, look at Hosea 11, one through three. And well, it was actually one through four, but I'm only going to talk about the first three verses. And this passage made no sense to me in the King James. So the, uh, the NIV made a lot more sense. Here's how it begins. It says, when Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. So that's verse one. And as I read that, I thought, oh my goodness, if I put, I could put my name in here. I could say, when Amy was a child, I loved her. And out of Egypt, I called my daughter. And so I, for me, this was so poignant because I could think about those little photos of little Amy and think, oh my goodness, Jesus knew me even then. God saw me when I was just a little baby. He saw me when I was a little girl and and he loved me. And then that sense out of Egypt, I've called my son is what the original says. And of course, we know that that is a beautiful prophetic declaration about Jesus, that he was Um, raised in Egypt for a few years of his childhood. But, you know, I think when this was originally spoken, it probably had more to do with, of course, the Israelites and their escape from Egypt. And really, for all of us, we were in bondage before we were called by the Lord. And so to say, no, I too was in Egypt and I needed to be called out. Thank you that you called me out of Egypt, Lord. And I like that it's not just that we were taken out of Egypt. I feel like that would be a, it's just a different word. So to say, you know, you have a calling. Your calling is not to stay in Egypt. Your calling is to be out of Egypt. Your calling is to enter into freedom. So that's the first verse. And I thought that was so beautiful and uh, wonderful to consider that God truly did know me as a child and called me into freedom. And then the second verse said, uh, but the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the Baals and they burned incense to images. And this verse really had no resonance for me. I didn't really relate to this verse at all. I don't think it's a problem if you do, but for me, it, it wasn't. I came to the Lord at a very young age. Um, but for me, what was fascinating is this part where it says, the more they were called, the more they went away from me. Because all of the translations had this note that said, it also might be the more they went away from them, which kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The more they were called, the more they went away from them. What does that mean? So I was talking to the Lord about this. And I think it's fascinating that if you don't turn to God, not only are you, of course, then going away from him, that makes sense. But it's almost like you're going away from yourself. You're going away from your true self. And I feel like you're also going away from the other people around you. You're going towards enmity. You're going towards confusion. And uh, 
So that's, that's not very good. <laughs> so we could say, thank you, Lord, that when we go towards you, that not only are we going towards you, but that we get to go towards our true self and we get to go towards other people. So thank you, Jesus. And then it was verse three, though, that just, <laughs> it sent me. It's so beautiful. It says, it was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. Now, Ephraim, just as a little bit of historical note, so you have um, Jacob, and he had a whole bunch of sons. He had 12 sons in all. They were from four different mothers. So he had his first wife, Leah, that he didn't like very much, second wife, Rachel, that he liked a whole lot. And then, um, so the way that this worked, Leah got to have a whole bunch of sons, and Rachel had none. The Lord had closed her womb, is what it says in the scriptures. So Rachel, seeing this situation, was like, mm, uh-oh. So she gave her maidservant to her husband. And so the maidservant could have sons on her behalf, kind of surrogacy there of some sort. And then Leah noticed this. So she sent her maidservant also. So now we have... Um, three different women all having sons from Jacob. And then eventually um, Rachel is able to conceive. She has Joseph and Joseph is a fairly famous biblical character. And then Joseph has two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And when it comes to the end of Jacob's life, Joseph brings his sons to Jacob for their blessing. And Jacob crosses his arms and he puts his left hand on the oldest son Manasseh's head and he puts his right hand on the younger son Ephraim's head and he blesses them. And Joseph is kind of like, wait, no, dad, you're doing it wrong. Um, excuse me. Manasseh is the older. And Jacob is like, no, that doesn't matter. Which it's always kind of funny to me that Jake, uh, that Joseph is the one who's protesting this. Joseph, the one who had been preferred over all of his older brothers that he's kind of like, wait, remember the birth order here, dad? Um, but in any case, you have Ephraim, who then is the younger favored son of the younger favored son. So this is who this scripture is about. And so it says, it was I who taught this favored son to walk, taking them by the arms. And so if you think about this picture, you know, when a baby learns to crawl, or it's, it's beautiful, mobility, and crawling on all fours is what all animals do. Humans are the only ones who walk on, upright on their two feet as their primal, primer, primary mode of um, movement. And the, <laughs> this moment of saying, okay, even though developmentally we recognize that crawling is super good for brain development and making connections and such, there's this part for all parents where we're like, oh my goodness, how soon is my child going to walk? Like, I can't wait. And as parents, we, you know, put our fingers in little baby's hands, we help them be upright and we, you know, guide them along for a little while and their little chubby legs are trying to toddle along and it's so cute. And, and then eventually the baby takes its first step and there's this tremendous celebration. And, you know, usually the baby takes like one or maybe two or three steps and then sits down and, uh, and the parent is like, Oh my word, call grandma, call your spouse. This is amazing. Get the camera. And, uh, and so there is this incredible amount of celebration and um, it's a tremendous milestone. And so this picture of God being the one who is teaching the babies to walk, teaching this little favored son to walk, isn't that so precious? It is just this adorable, like tender moment of God saying, this is what I do. I teach you to walk. 
I'm there with my hands supporting you. I am there giving you love and taking them by the arms. Like I'm the one who's guiding you along. And oh, it is just the, the sweetest image. I had never seen this before and I just love it. And then the second half of the verse where it says, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. I don't really know exactly where to go with that. I'm assuming that maybe there's some level of childhood sicknesses or something that the Lord heals and we just don't recognize it. But that first half of that verse is just so beautiful. And so Lord God, thank you that you are the one who teaches us to walk. Thank you that you celebrate our little baby steps, that you are the one who's there supporting us, that you take us by the arms, that you are there cheering us on, that you love us as so much as a father. Um, We're just honored to be your children. You are completely unlike any other God. Thank you for who you are. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen.